Hey y'all, welcome back. Today I'm talking about a really hard topic, one that I've avoided talking about for some time, primarily because I was anxious about the outcome, I guess fear of offending or misspeaking on the topic. The more I put it off, the more I realize how necessary it is. So I'm just going to start off with an introduction on the topic today. And we're talking about whether or not anxiety is a sin. I hope you'll tune in. I hope you'll be open. And I hope that the Holy Spirit continues to work in each of us, me included. Because some of the things that we'll, I'll talk about are really insightful and help me to better understand how much I need him in my life so that I can navigate not just this topic, but this entire experience in a way that honors the Lord. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So I think it's important to start off with some definitions. I'm going to offer a definition for anxiety that I'm pulling from lexico.com, and this is powered by the Oxford Dictionary. I think Google is also powered by Oxford, but anyway. Anxiety here is a noun, and it's defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. A sub-definition says that anxiety is a desire to do something, typically accompanied by unease. And a second sub-definition based on psychiatry defines the word uh, or the term as a mental condition characterized by excessive apprehensiveness about real or perceived threats, typically leading to avoidance behaviors and often to physical symptoms such as increased heart rate and muscle tension. In the Bible, the word anxiety comes up maybe half a dozen times. I did a word search earlier. And I found six instances in the ESV where the word anxiety is explicitly used. The word worry is used more frequently, depending on the translation. There were maybe half a dozen or under 10 uses in the King James Version, the New King James Version, and several other translations. And when I looked at the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, Translation, there were about 12 uses of the word worry. And then fear, obviously, is one of those words that we actually see quite frequently throughout Scripture. 
The reason I bring this up is because the topic of anxiety has come up a lot more over the last couple of years. Number one, because of the surge in social media use and openness regarding mental health. Number two, because of how much anxiety people collectively felt in response to the pandemic. I think it goes without saying that the pandemic triggered what we would call or consider a rational type of anxiety. It made sense, right, to be anxious about the circumstances surrounding the whole pandemic from beginning through now. And I bring this up because as I continue to learn about the topic and try to consider it from the perspective of scripture, there is a distinction that needs to be made between rational and irrational fears and worries. And the reason is because rational fears and worries are like relating to general anxiety, things, you know, the the worry or fear that comes with being a normal person not necessarily indicative of dysfunction, whereas irrational fears that trigger anxiety are what I have read um, to be related to anxiety disorders. So in the psychiatry world, that would be something that is treated with medication because of chemical imbalances and things that are happening in the brain. That leads me to some of what I've learned over the last few months pertaining to the topic. And I did a study on anxiety inside the Facebook group. If you were part of that, thank you for being part of that. If you're inside the Facebook group and working through that now, I know several people have commented that they're actually starting some of the studies now on their own. Um, You'll see that throughout the study we completed called It Is Well, there are references to sin. And I frankly hadn't considered that perspective up until I completed that study. And that was in October of 2021, after having already gone through chemo and prepared to get back to work. Seeing that perspective really opened my eyes to consider things I had not considered previously. And what I think most spoke to me and moved me was the fact that if sin is a result of my own worry and fear, then I could be like making myself suffer. Um, There was this kind of moment, this like month-long moment (laughs) of facing myself. And if you know me, you know, I like to ask the hard questions How long does it take me to land on a realistic answer or understanding of my situation and myself? Probably longer than I'd like to admit because of my own attempts to see myself in a more positive light. But anyway, I was definitely working through this for some time and I started looking into the topic more. That led me to... The second study that I completed inside of the Facebook group that many of you were a part of called Emotions and the Heart, and that was a biblical study 
on emotions and really getting a very clear and biblical perspective on emotions and the purpose that they serve. And that also taught me a lot. So in preparation for this particular episode, which again is just an introductory episode, I wanted to get a broader sense of where some scholars are interpreting the application of scripture in response to anxiety. And so one person I came across, and I'll have the links for the people I reference in the videos that I'm sharing or referencing in the show notes. Be sure to check that out at herrenewstrength.com forward slash podcast. Just click on show notes and then you can click on this episode. It's episode 45. One of the scholars I came across, and I don't know that I would call him a scholar, actually, but we're going to call him, um, we're going to call him a subject matter expert. So his name is Dr. Jeremy Pierre, and he is the chair of the Department of Biblical Counseling and the Lawrence and Charlotte Hoover Professor of Biblical Counseling at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. That's in Louisville, Kentucky. He's also a pastor at Clifton Baptist Church, and he serves on the board of directors for the Biblical Counseling Coalition. I like his explanation of whether or not anxiety is a sin for several reasons, but one of the things that he said that stood out to me was this quote. I stopped the video several times to make sure I got it word for word, so I am not misquoting him. This is exactly what he said. The problem or the sin that can be involved in worry is we mix up what actually we most value for life and we forget God's role in relation to that value, what life actually is. In other words, we distort what is most important and God's role in relation to what we are seeing as most important. And I'll talk about this in more depth over time. I'm not going to get into it too much today, but my understanding of anxiety and whether or not it is sinful um, or it is a sin is aligned with his explanation, at least how I understand his explanation. So I'll include that link. It's maybe an eight minute video, very short. It's one of those like quick hitter videos that kind of draws you in. And then, um, and kind of encourages you to click on the uh, the website type of thing. But, it, I mean, it's effective because it, it got me to do it. So I listened to a number of his talks on that. He was kind of interviewed, and those standalone videos are available on YouTube. I really enjoyed them. I highly recommend them. I will include the link in the show notes. Then I found a video recorded by... John Piper. And I actually have a couple of John Piper's books. So he's basically, um, he's an author and he is the founder of his ministry called Desiring God. So you can go to desiringgod.org and find his books and his ministry. It's a, I mean, there's so many resources, so many videos, downloads, things that you can do, things that you can learn about. He's pretty well respected, um, whether people agree with him or disagree with him. is I don't think that really matters. I think what's most important is that he obviously loves the Lord. He has 
there's a an obvious reverence for scripture and he really does his best to honor the Lord in all that he's doing and in all that he is um, offering free and paid. So that said, he talks about anxiety in this video, super short, like under 10 minutes. I'll include the link. And what's important about what he shares is that he makes a very clear distinction between anxiety that stems from worrying about circumstances and anxiety that stems from irrational fears and is essentially dysfunction, you know, generalized anxiety disorder. So in his explanation, the short version is that he says anxiety stemming from worry about circumstances like finances, food, things like that, anxiety about those things is sin because it stems from trust issues. They're rational worries, and those worries are rooted in distrust and essentially are sinful. On the flip side, he says his position is that if the anxiety stems from irrational fears because of dysfunction um, in the brain, things that are not normal, that is not sinful. So it got me thinking, right? What was my position prior to finding these two gentlemen and consuming what it was that they shared. And what's my position after that? And prior to finding them, my position was that worry itself or anxiety isn't sinful on its own. I have several reasons for that. I'll break that down in more detail over time. But today, again, just kind of introducing the topic. One of the shorter versions of how I feel about this is that anxiety, I see it as feedback, and it really uncovers what we value. So what we do with it determines whether or not, you know, our response is sinful. So I think on its face, anxiety, and prior, this is prior to finding Dr. Jeremy Pierre and, and listening to John Piper's position, on its face, anxiety is not sinful. Why do I think that? Short version is there are several illustrations throughout scripture that show anxiety as, you know, an emotional response to circumstances. And we see that it actually points people like David, King David, back to the Lord. So his response was not sinful. On the flip side, anxiety could lead you to do things that might be sinful. And so on that front, I think knowing a little more, not so much more, but a little more about the topic, my position hasn't necessarily changed, though I can see where John Piper is coming from. Um, my position at this time, at the time of recording, which is April 20th, 2022, is that anxiety is feedback that could lead you to sin and to get a better sense of what sins of the flesh are i like to look at galatians chapter 5 in galatians chapter 5 we see starting in verse 19 now the works of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality moral impurity promiscuity idolatry sorcery 
hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I'm warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that was all the way through verse 21. Now, a couple of things I want to highlight. Idolatry. I recently did a study on idolatry, and I I realized that some of the things I didn't even consider to be idols in my heart are actually idols, like security. Uh, you know, trying to control circumstances because I am relying on my own self, operating in my own strength to quote unquote secure my financial situation, my um, my health situation, all those things. Another thing was work and the anxiety that comes up um, around work, around being perceived as not responsible or not delivering excellent work, led me to work even more. Even though I said my top three priorities were God, family, and my wellness. Work was like time-wise beating out everything, energy-wise beating out everything, thought-wise beating out everything. I'm not proud to say that, but it is the truth. And it was driven by anxiety. So when the improper prioritization of time and energy and resources started to result in work being essentially the number one thing, work became an idol for me. And that was driven by anxiety. Sorcery. And this might not apply to you, but I'll be honest about my own self. After I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, I got kind of sucked into some weird stuff. And I wasn't rooted in the word. I didn't really have anyone in my life who I was leaning on um, as like a big sister or a spiritual mother. And my habits and things that I started to dabble in were very new age rooted and downright like sorcery rooted. So I was seeing a, what are they called? A psychic. I have repented of this, and I'm not proud of this. It is what happened. I was anxious about circumstances, and I chose to try to take things into my own hand and find out what the future held. And so I would see a psychic regularly to the point where she would reach out to me when I was going through things because I had given her essentially open access to me, and she could figure out when I was going through something and be like, hey, I've I feel like maybe you're not doing all right today. Do you need to come in and whatever she offered, right? And so the anxiety I felt about the things that were going on in my life were leading me to indulge and even to, in a sense, practice some types of sorcery. And that is absolutely sinful. Um... Selfish ambitions. So actually, I'll back up. Outbursts of anger. I have been, I'm guilty of having outbursts of anger in response as a like purely not even like thinking about it reaction to anxiety. 
that is something that I have experienced as well. Selfish ambitions. Essentially, just like putting myself first. Selfish ambitions. Essentially putting myself first above those I am supposed to serve. Like my husband, like my kids. Because of anxiety. Feeling justified in what I was choosing to do because I was trying to preserve my own mental, physical, emotional wellness. And um, when that happens, when you act out of selfish ambition, whatever is driving that, it's just not okay. I've heard people say, I've heard Christians say, it's okay to be selfish. It's just not biblical. So I share all this because anxiety is a hot topic. It is a controversial topic when you start talking about anxiety and sin in the same sentence. And it is something that this topic in particular might actually trigger anxiety because of so many unknowns around it. So this episode is really just the introduction. I know I've said this already, but I just want to say it again. It is really the introduction to the topic. My intention is to better research this, to have experts come on and talk about this, and to help you seek the Lord more in those times at the same time that you are seeking the right support. And I know that I've talked about the five people you need in your life to navigate anxiety well. One of those people is a mental health professional. And I'm not saying that that's the top person. I'm not saying that that's the last person that you need in your corner. But I think that God gives us resources. God gives us each other. And if one of us so happens to be a mental health professional and can guide and support another sister or brother in Christ so that there is emotional stability which will allow you to do God's work and to to better fellowship with him and to to be to have the wherewithal, right? To do daily activities so that so that you can function. I think that it's important to to be open-minded. So I'll circle back on this. I hope was somewhat helpful. And if you are wondering where these studies are um, that I referenced it as well, the study on anxiety and emotions in the heart, these are available at thedailygraceco.com, but I go through them daily, day by day, and offer um, daily live recordings inside of the Facebook group. So you can go to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash community, and there, all the videos are there. You will have free access to them. There's no reason they wouldn't be free inside the Facebook group. So I encourage you to come check them out if this is a topic that you want to start to better acquaint yourself with. And I really appreciate the grace that you are giving me. Um, If I have said anything that is hard for you to hear or that is offensive to you, I apologize from the depths of my heart. That is not my intention. I'm really trying to navigate this carefully And that's why this is only scratching the surface of the conversation. It's not even going deep, 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 which it deserves to be um, addressed in a deep way. I'll come back to this 
And in the interim, I'd love to get to know you more and connect with you personally. So I hope you'll join me on the inside of the face group. You'll see the Facebook group is called Her and Your Strength Group Bible Study, I think, and like Bible Study for Christian Women. So um, you can head to herrenewstrength.com forward slash community to join me there. Absolutely free. I hope to see you there. If not, I'll see you next time. God bless you. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.